Quantum Conversations, your portal to the inner realms. Access infinite possibilities, infinite mastery, and infinite love. Mind-expanding, heart-opening conversations with some of the greatest spiritual teachers, luminaries, and healers of today's world. Usher in new earth by living in your sacred heart. Quantum Conversations is brought to you by AcousticHealth.com, home of music from the universe, online healing retreats, and this program. Claim your free registration to daily shows at AcousticHealth.com. AcousticHealth.com, your portal to the inner realms. Our program starts shortly. Welcome to another Quantum Conversation, brought to you by AcousticHealth.com. I'm Loren Gailey, and I invite you to sit back as we enter the Quantum Realm, that space of the greater part of you. It is your connection to infinite possibilities, infinite potential, and infinite mastery. And in the Quantum Realm today, we are also going to be journeying to... Lemuria. This is a topic that is very near and dear to my heart, and you too, as a listener, may resonate with the word Lemuria, and if you do, that is certainly worth something to pay attention to. My guest today is here to talk about channeled information that came to her, kindling the remembrance of her in Lemuria or that connection to Lemuria and why it's important, why we shall look at the Lemurian knowledge for consciousness, what it brings for us, and how each of us are truly on a journey to bring Lemuria back in to our hearts. Let's welcome Adria Windhorse. Estrabu. She is a angelic channel and she's here with us today to share on why Lemuria fell. Adria, thank you so much for being here. Welcome back to the show. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure, Lauren. We have your first original quantum conversation with you on this webpage at AcousticHealth.com. And our listeners can go and enjoy that episode that really talked about how you came to channel and open yourself up to the higher dimensional information. In that episode, you talked about how you got connected to the Lemurians and began to channel them. In fact, you wrote a book. It's an ebook. Why did Lemuria fall? And it's this information that is here for us at this very special time. So, Adria, let's start there. Share with us how you got connected to the Lemurians and how you even became aware that they were speaking to you. Yes, and uh, more generally, I want to say I think it's. I've been reflecting so much on. 
so many people I meet lately who are remembering Lemurian past lives or having a deep connection with Lemuria that they didn't feel before now. And I think there's a real reason why this information is surfacing. I, I have this fantasy that you know, the book is channeled uh, transcripts, excuse me, transcripts of channeled sessions. I have this fantasy that, you know, almost the exact same words or some other, the same messages are going to be appearing all over the planet in different languages because, of course, I'm not the only one channeling Lemurians. And I, I think there's a real reason uh, a real parallel to our history right now, why it's useful for us to remember and um, kind of go further than the Lemurians did. That's what they wish for us, you know, uh, not have the fall, basically have the light without the fall. Yes, I know that <laughs> I am not alone when I say that I remember the fall of Lemuria. I actually... I'm aware of, of a, a, I don't know if I want to use the word role, but I, there's a, I'm even going to cry as I speak it. There's a, a level of responsibility that was not met that I feel that I had. And I know there are others that feel this. This is a deep, deep cellular memory. Yes. So when we see it further, that's really important to understand too. So we're going to talk all about that. You're, you're even going to read some of the channeled messages that came forth. When you channel the Lemurians, I just want to say out, out, out front here that you won't be channeling the Lemurians here. There's messages you're going to read, but there's a lot of energy. Talk first about this energy that you experience when you're channeling the Lemurians. Yes. So in contrast to, I also channel angels and people's um, personal guides and uh, communicate with animals and loved ones who've passed on. And I could do that kind of channeling for hours. And I generally would feel transformed in the sense that I feel lighter, but um, it doesn't affect my functioning in any negative sense. <laughs> mm -hmm. When I channel Lemurians, it's really interesting because I can I can handle uh, physically about 15 minutes at a time, which is why we won't be doing that live today. And after that, I was trying to think today how to describe what happens. I, I think they take me to a place that doesn't have thought, uh, which is a great thing unless you need to be sending out emails or interacting in the world. Um, so I, I'm just cautious about measuring out um, <laughs> my exposure to the Lemurian energy. And I've noticed that as people read the book, it's similar. So this, I, I think for most of you, this wouldn't be a book that you're going to, even though it's quite short, really, just 18 short chapters, but you're probably not going to, breeze through it in an evening because it has transmissions in it. It has a very strong energy, so you might find yourself reading two paragraphs, and that's enough for today. <laughs> well, and it's also like when you receive the information, the activation of what read with the eyes, it could knock us out or put us into a contemplation. Maybe we'll fall asleep peacefully as we um, ponder what it is that we read. Right? Yes, yes. So very positive and also just very strong. So um, I, I think that's why, um, as was explained to me, the Lemurians, and I don't... Uh, I don't come out this from sort of physics or, or intellectual knowledge myself, but the way it was explained to me, which makes sense to me, is that the Lemurians 
put themselves into a crystalline form. Uh, so the, the Lumerian priest and priestess who are in my field right now are in a crystalline form. And they did this to become closer to the dimension we're in, whether that's third or fifth right now, depending on where you are in the transition, um, just to make it easier to communicate. So my understanding is they're also existing in a higher dimension, um, but they put themselves in this sort of in-between crystalline form to make it easier to communicate. And even with that, I would say they're, they're, experience is so other than us it just it, it's a little difficult to translate in an energetic level and that's why i think it's measured doses <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes well we're looking forward to the messages that came forth can you share what was that like then okay so here you are a channel of angels and personal guides and that's information that you can bring forth nonstop, right? You actually feel lighter. Um, how did you recognize the Lemurian energy or, or become aware of them trying to communicate with you? I had a session with a very gifted seer and oracle, Elizabeth Wood, who's, uh, I think, a frequent guest on your show as well. And uh, she started describing this crystalline shape in my field. And then as she went into it and uh, communicated with these beings, she said, oh, these are Elohim, the male and female uh, Marian priest, and they want to communicate uh, with you or through you. So I was very curious from that point on. I started asking, you'll see the early part of the book is, very informal sort of QA because I had a lot of questions about who are you, why are you here? <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and then as the book progresses, it's transcripts of um, channeled sessions with them where they come out more like a full discourse on any particular topic. That would be each chapter. Um, so started out me just wanting a lot of information and then I was just listening to what they wanted to share and they have said there are more books coming but it was time to release this this batch of transcripts which is more focused on um, why Lemuria fell and I think there will be different focus for other uh, books that are coming but I have yet to find out (laughs) okay so the crystalline form the Lemurians put themselves into the crystalline form, and then that actually came into your field, and then you started channeling them. So yeah. um, I will, instead of just jumping to why did Lemuria fall, let's first have you explain, did you get the answer to who they are and why they are here? Yes. So... Um Interesting, one of the chapters in the book is about becoming Elohim. So this function of priest or priestess didn't uh, exist through all of Lemurian history because they were uh, a race, if we can call them that, of beings who were pretty much very close to enlightenment. So they considered their knowledge to be complete. So knowledge was something that was freely available to everyone in that society. And when they began to realize that there was some, you know, some corruption that had come into the society, that there was going to be a fall of their entire civilization, 
they wanted to preserve this knowledge for the future. And very interestingly, they said it's not so that only a few or only the right people can have access to the knowledge. They wanted to preserve it so that everyone could have access to the knowledge. So they say this several times. This is for everyone. <laughs> this is to be shared. Um, Oof, this shouldn't be held chills. back. This shouldn't mm-hmm. be held back. Shouldn't be held back. No competition. No hoarding. It's for everyone. Yes. So okay. The, their role is to to share widely. <laughs> And that's what you said right now. So um, you're not the only one getting these messages. It really is um, us and our taking this knowledge forward. So we've heard that we ourselves are becoming crystalline. So we are moving really into their footsteps would be (laughs) a word that comes to mind. But it's also Mm -hmm. like we are moving into their level. That's that's who we are to become, right? Is is that the message? Um maybe maybe it's important to know why did it fall? Yeah, so I can't speak directly to about the crystal in nature because I just don't have the knowledge or direct experience of that, but I can say that what I've noticed um that for myself and others around um are starting to experience something that's a little more typical of the Lemurian experience, um, for example, being able to instantly manifest. Um, so speaking for myself, it's not that I can always instantly manifest whatever I want, but I'm finding as we shift to the fifth dimension in this past year or so that that it just happens spontaneously. I'll be thinking of something and it sort of appears instantly in a way that logically doesn't make sense. And so I've begun to understand how this is sort of a hallmark of the of uh, what we're moving into. And Lemurians, uh, one of the main cautions that they share through the book is don't get distracted by that. The purpose of manifestation is not to greaten the small self. I think we put it something like that. You know, we want to become greater and greater and continue to evolve. So not to become trapped in uh, manifesting just for manifesting's sake. And then where that segues into one of the main themes of the book, to my surprise, is about greed. And this is what they say is, is the main reason for the fall of Lemuria. So as they describe their experience and what I feel um, humans are moving into for the most part, is this full abundance. So we have, each of us, unlimited abundance. They say this in multiple ways, unlimited abundance. So the only evil from their perspective is coming from the standpoint of how already having unlimited abundance, that if someone is to steal from another, meaning make their abundance less, <laughs> make them believe that they don't have an abundant life, steal the resource of the earth, things like that, um, in order to create even more, when how could we possibly have needed more? We're already in unlimited abundance. So that's um, it in a nutshell, and maybe that's a good segue to read a few paragraphs um, in their words about the fall. 
Yes, let's do that. Okay, so you're going to read from the channeled information. Again, this is not channeled because it's such a high vibe that you bring forth that you can't stand too much of it. So you're going to read. <laughs> so we'll start <laughs> with the paragraph. Yes, perfect, beautiful. This is the lie that must be eradicated. This false belief that there can only be so many houses, so much clean water, so much land. This is a false belief. Truly, you are unlimited in your ability to create abundance for yourself. We ask on behalf of your soul, on behalf of the souls of those around you, do not take from others in order to create abundance for yourself. It was never meant to be that way. That is the evil that brought down our own Lemurian race. This false understanding that in order to have abundance, we must take from another. This is a power that was never meant to be misused. Why would it? The creator wonders how could things have gone so awry for each individual which had complete abundance within itself to believe it needed to steal from another to create a lack, a false sense of no abundance, no abundance in others. This is a great sin. To propagate onto another the belief that they are limited in some way, in any way. To tell them lies about their future, that they are uneducated, that they are small, that they have grown into poverty and will always remain there. These are lies. Within each soul is the great capacity of abundance, and this is your birthright. This is our birthright. So, this greed created lack, and it, and we, we took from one another. And, it, and that's how it began. And look at our world today. It's all about well, when doing the opposite, when we do the opposite of the world, we come back to sharing, non-competition. That's really where we're heading when we speak of 5D and beyond. Mm-hmm. And so... Okay. Clearing up this big misunderstanding. (laughs) Mm -hmm. A big misunderstanding, a belief, and we created a lack. We created the lack. In your channelings, is there any information that came about in regards to Atlantis and a relationship with Atlantis or a juxtaposition with Atlantis? Um, no, so far that hasn't been mentioned. I, I also haven't asked about it um, particularly. So don't be distracted even by that. It's the focus of this purity <laughs> of the Lemurians, right? Okay. So what else do they have to say about how we raise our human consciousness really to avoid history repeating itself? It comes down to uh, correcting first that misunderstanding within ourselves and our own actions 
So it's interesting. They they go a full spectrum. Some of the advice in the book is very practical. Things like if you have a bunch of um, things that you're hoarding in your house that you know you're never going to use, give mm-hmm. them away. <laughs> give them to someone who can use them. Now, if you're enjoying 15 mansions and you want to use them, great. Go go for it. So they're not saying that everyone needs to be. Um, you know, small in their possessions, but they <laughs> start with a practical sense of, look, when you die, it's actually harder to transition if you have all this physical stuff around you that you're attached to. So why don't you start giving it away now? Because other people could actually use it and you're not using it. It's just a burden to you energetically. Um, mm-hmm. So that's the practical end of the spectrum. And then, um, Later on, we'll be uh, doing a meditation in this call. They share um, a specific technique for amplifying your own light. And they do speak about the stages of enlightenment um, and what's happening to the earth as a collective and ways that we can support that. But it does start with us, with our own actions, whether that's our internal understanding that we have full abundance or the practical ways of how that causes us to interact with people in a different way. Yes, and actually there's no victimhood at all. So with the fall of Lemuria, we fell victims. Any insight on victimhood? What that brings up for me is that you were... um, speaking about the the chills you got earlier in the call and that sense of responsibility, that comes through in the book in a sense that um, these two Elohim that were speaking say they they felt like the the guardians of their race were um, just kind of missed the fact that there was this... (laughs) corruption starting to happen and there is a little bit of that sense of responsibility and heaviness that actually the way they describe it they brought about the end of their race because they didn't believe that Lemurians are the best race on the planet or the only race and they didn't want this to infect other races so they actually brought about the fall of their own civilization to contain this corruption this misunderstanding so there is a weighty sense of responsibility there that this is um, mm-hmm. kind of we should have caught this and now we did so we dealt with it but also we'd like to help other races not fall into the same trap. <laughs> and here we are 14,000 years later <laughs> or maybe have they given you <laughs> have they given you any time date stamps not dates but is it 14,000 years or is it more? Do you get a different number? I haven't talked with them about, or they haven't talked with me about concrete um, things about history and timelines. Okay. They kind of gloss over saying, you know, many people have spoken about the technology and exactly what happened in the fall. We're not going to talk about that. We want to talk about why it happened. Okay. And so for all of us listening, Again, would they say that anyone who resonates with the word Lemuria really should pay attention to that? There's a role to be played? 
or or we have something to support in this stage of enlightenment on our planet? That's such a good question. Um, I don't know what they would say. What's coming up for me is um, I think any resonance with Lemuria, it's, a, it's such a beautiful thing. When we're talking today just because that's the subject of a lot of the book about the fall. But Lemuria also has this hallmark of this just gorgeous civilization and uh, living in unlimited abundance and uh, very, very high vibration. So it might be that those who are called in resonance with Lemuria right now is to help them raise their vibration to that level. And it might be that at the same time we can just take notice of, okay, but let's also not repeat this part of the history and just keep going up, keep going further. Yes, okay, keep going up. And so they, I guess that would be called our collective enlightenment. And they did speak of the stages of enlightenment and how each of us can support that. So maybe that's, um, and you've got something you can read about that. Yes, excuse me, I was just <laughs> taking a sip of water. I do. Um, one of my favorite chapters is called Collective Enlightenment, and I think I'll read a, a longer, a little bit longer section from that of what they perceive is happening uh, right now on our planet. We see quite a global sea change of humanity becoming enlightened. You have had in your consciousness, in the scarcity consciousness, for some centuries the understanding that only a few may be enlightened ones, such as Buddha, for example. Those who begin on this planet without full awareness of who they are and through some great strife and struggle, interior struggle, become fully enlightened. We tell you that en masse you are creating this enlightenment now among the humankinds. In great swaths and pockets of humanity this uplift is occurring. And each soul need not feel that it will be alone in this. Each soul need not feel that it is such a strife and struggle as it was for the Buddha, for example. For in the collective uplift it becomes easier and easier for more of you to jump on board. As the knowledge is shared in a particulate way, in an atomic sense, from the smallest levels of your being, from your DNA structures, to the collective brainwave consciousness that is shared here on the planet. Through these and other means, the uplift is shared. You can imagine if such a one as the Buddha walked to this earth so long ago and yet still has an impact of uplift on others, that those among you now who are undertaking the same journey, and there are many, many among you now successfully undertaking this uplift, that you can imagine that it will affect so many around you, physically around you, and also on other sides of the globe because of the energetic uplift each individual soul is undergoing and carrying others up with it. Yay. Okay, so this is the work, and, and this is when we hear of our collective 51%, that's enough to tip it. Beautiful. <laughs> 
Yes, and it becomes easier and easier. Yeah, I love just that. Talk, talk about how maybe there used to be one beacon of light at a time, like a Buddha, but again, coming back to the sense of unlimited abundance, there's no scarcity of the number of beings that can become enlightened at any one time. So now <laughs> there's maybe two beacons of light every day, <laughs> and it just continues like that. And we are the beacons of light. We are. Yeah. So well, that is very hopeful. When we look outside in our world, it is very important to stay focused on that which we want to see. It's easy to get distracted, right? There's lots of stuff going on. There's earth changes going on. There's areas of the planet that needs our help energetically. Uh, is there any information about what we can do to assist in that. Yeah, so you talked about distractions. It made me think of a, a chapter where uh, the Lemurians talk about thorny situations. <laughs> so they say if a challenge comes up in your life, it's so that could be what you're speaking of, you know, global politics or something in your personal uh, everyday experience. It arose for one of two reasons. And the most common one is that you put this challenge here to learn something. So you created this in your own uh, experience in order to learn something. The second one, which is less common, is uh, if you were distracted enough that uh, the program that is sort of driving the car is the unconscious fears that might be there from society or from other people. And that can create a situation coming up. And if it's the subconscious fear, that's just a matter of stopping and recognizing, oh, this isn't the program I want to be running. Um, let me just uh, rewrite the script here. So it's as simple as that, as stopping and having an awareness of what do you want to create in your life. And if it's the challenge, whether it's things happening on a global scale or some somewhere you might feel stuck in your own journey of enlightenment, why did you create this challenge right now? What, is it, what does it have in you? What's that golden nugget in it for you to learn? Mm-hmm. Yes, and when we dive into that, it is all a return to love. It is a return to this unseparated connection to source, to love, to this energy where we have it all. There's no need to hoard. There's no need to take from another. And so when we come back in this time right now and shift it higher, we really simply do the opposite, right? And this comes down yeah. to light. We do, we we act in love. And so if we have programs that keep <laughs> us from that, those are going to keep repeating until we get it. So really I see it as, like you said, stop and recognize where we need to rewrite it because those are the programs. Anything that is different than the unlimited abundance needs to be removed from our belief system and our awareness. Because we really are the ones in charge, and that's what we've forgotten. You know, the Lemurians use this um, 
analogy of a holodeck, like on Star Trek. Yes. <laughs> so it's real in the sense that we experience it, you know, as if it's real. We experience the emotions and the physical sensations. But at the same time, we've completely created this, and we can change it at any time. So each of us at is in time. charge <laughs> of our own uh, holographic or holodeck experience completely. We just forgot that that's the case. <laughs> yes. And so it comes down to light. And you've got a meditation for us to amplify the light. Let's go into that now and relax with everyone. This is a a process, a meditation process that the Lemurians uh, share to amplify our own light. The same way that we have senses that um, can perceive things in the outer world, there's something in us which can perceive this greater light or enlightenment. So that's what we'll be inwardly looking at for a few minutes. Wherever you are, if you can sit uh, so that your spine is straight, not painful, but just uh, the energy can move nicely there. And if you feel comfortable, uh, let's close our eyes. Take a deep breath in. And let go. Take another deep breath in. And let go. Continue to breathe naturally, following your own rhythm. Within the core of your soul existence, there is a gravitation towards light. This is meant metaphorically, not literally. It does not mean sunlight or physical light from a lamp. You have the ability to perceive light around you. Become aware within you of a gravitation towards light. A love of light. In the Hindu traditions, they speak about a tiny area within you the size of a sesame seed. In this tiny place within your soul, there is a great yearning for light. The way that plants naturally grow toward light and burst out of the seed to find it.
Become aware of that place in your own soul space that is longing for the light. It does not come from lack or loss, for you know the light will be there. In the same way that the plant knows coming out of its seed that the sunlight will be there. It just knows. It is in full trust and knowing that this is the case. And this place of knowing that there is greater light, begin to perceive how much light there is around you now. Become aware of how much light is around you in the room or the house where you are sitting, saturated with light. Notice how much light is in the entire neighborhood where you are now. The city block, the country roads, the whole area where you are. Just notice how much light there is. This light isn't coming from just you. It's not just from the spiritual dimensions or the dimensions of the divine, but it has been brought unto earth. Perceive how much light is already here on the plane of earth. Expand your awareness to the light on the entire earth.
as a soul, you have been yearning for this light, and it is in fact here now. Your role is simply to bask in it. Feel great comfort in this light the way you would the peacefulness of a sunny day after a long winter. Begin to become aware within this great light of your body in the room where it's sitting. The light is here also. Take a deep breath in and let go. As you slowly and gently become aware of your body and physical space, read a few words of what Lumarians have said about this light. It is quite beautiful for us to perceive what is occurring already on your plane of existence at this moment in its history. It is quite beautiful to perceive. Know that in perceiving, you also become a little buoyed on that wave of enlightenment. You are lifted up from the mere act of perceiving what already is. And slowly and gently, as you feel ready, bring your awareness to wherever you are on the planet. (laughs) And when you feel ready, you can open your eyes. What a beautiful, beautiful meditation. Really allowing us to tune into that light seeing it in my community, seeing it in the neighborhood. Wow, that was something I've not done before. And I'm just smiling at what I saw. <laughs> so that that's that's that brings such hope. And also that we can we can radiate light into those areas that need it. Yes, yes. So beautiful. Um, and Lemurians are offering this practice as a compliment to, you know, we do so much work, light work and other kinds of work. And they're also inviting us, you know, once a year, once a day, however often we feel like it, to just notice the light that's already here. And just in noticing it, that it does buoy us. 
gives us hope for that enlightenment that we're headed toward and uh, we can begin to experience it right now and just bask in it (laughs) relax into that light it buoys us it buoys us beautiful well that was exquisite and I just want to share that your the book that you wrote with the tra- uh, the transcribed messages that you got from the Lemurians is available in your special offer that comes as a download. And also, you do channeled messages with personal guides, angels, archangels, and you do private one-on-one sessions with people. So there are a couple of questions coming in from our guests, uh, from our listeners, and this would be really interesting to hear. You you know, you may bring in archangels for this or um, other guides, but would you be willing to take a few questions? Yes, absolutely. All right. Here's the first one. This one's from Mel. Mel says, I remember staying on Lemuria when it went down. I thought it was out of loyalty and love. However, in this time, I feared drowning and won't go to Hawaii or any other island, LOL. (laughs) A reader years ago told me I had oceans of tears around me. Is this connected? Uh, before we uh, see if there's an angel that wants to speak about this, I, I'd have to say that I've heard different people speak with great authority about where Lemuria is or was on the planet. And I can only share my experience. I'm here on the island of Oahu, and I was standing on Kailua Beach. I just <laughs> so aware, so drawn to that place, and I could point out about halfway in the ocean and say, that was my home. <laughs> um, yes. And so, yes, I can understand your feeling, strong feelings about Hawaii and maybe not wanting to come back here. For me, it was a pull of, of needing to be here for some reason. Um, right. But let's go mm-hmm. to um, see if there are any angels here who want to uh, answer your your question more directly. This is Raphael, Angel Raphael. Your fear of drowning belongs in the past, so why don't you leave it there? You did drown in that lifetime, as much of the civilization did under water. But that was the past, and you are not likely to create that scenario again because you already lived it, and you are eager to move on and have different kinds of deaths and different kinds of lives. So when that fear arises, Remind it that is a memory, not a fear that is meant to indicate uh, correct action in this lifetime. It is just a memory. It belongs in the past. Whether you choose to travel to the places of Lemuria scattered across the globe is your choice. It will not take you back to that lifetime to do so, but nor do you need to return to the past, physically speaking, in order to learn something. For you, that lifetime is done, and you do remember it, so you do not need to rekindle that memory 
in order to learn something new. You were there. You learned the lesson then. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Hope that helps, Mel. Hope you. Hope that <laughs> helps. Okay. Okay. And Alexa. Alexa has a question that says, while on my journey here on Earth, I've been struggling to find a passion. I recently came up with an idea that I would love the archangels to give some guidance on. As of a few years ago, my family owns a large drug and alcohol rehabilitation center. And this idea sort of popped into my head today, actually. But I've always been focused on wanting to raise people's consciousness. Is it possible to implement a 5D higher consciousness program intertwined with a rehab program? I know there's a faith-based and spiritual setting but I have a hard time finding a program that truly has a sort of a 5D ascension learning retreat entwined with recovery and sobriety. Any guidance there? Yes, this is Raphael, Angel Raphael. Certainly, certainly you may do this, and it is needed at this time. There are many of you who remember 3D so keenly, having lived most of your lifetimes there. Uh, and so even now with this choice open to you to lift up into 5D, the waves of 3D, the habit memories are strong. And one of those habit memories is enslavement to things like drugs and alcohol and those uh, demonic forces which are often associated with those cycles and patterns. So to be truly free from all that, one way, not the only way, but one way is to lift out of that paradigm entirely and step into what the alternative is offered to you at this moment, which is 5D, yes. So uh, that would be a startlingly brilliant way to approach this ongoing problem. It is a good solution for your time, yes. Yes, beautiful. Okay. All right, thank you for that. And it's interesting when the inspiration comes, that's the guidance, the inspiration. Yes. <laughs> mm -hmm. We just have to be bold and take the action. Yes, yeah. okay. All right. Spark of divinity within us, speaking out. <laughs> the spark of divinity within us. <laughs> Yay! Randy. Randy says, hi, Randy. Randy says, nice, natural energy. What about orbs? They are certainly reactive and conscious as we assimilate. Why are they always in my awareness, he asks. This is uh, Uriel, Angel Uriel. <laughs> You are one of those beings more attuned to the magics of this place, which uh, Earth itself, especially now, is a portal for many other dimensions. Not all worlds are like this, but Earth is quite open to beings from other dimensions. Some are here, in your case, most often, just to observe. So it is such an interesting transition this planet is going through right now. 
many beings are just curious, not in the sense that you would just want to watch television, not quite like that level of entertainment, but uh, more like uh, stupefied to see that such a transition could occur from enslaved races to brilliant ones uh, shining with light. And that is happening within your lifetime here on Earth. So to see such a spectrum of light and enlightenment occurring, many beings are gathering around you and others to witness it. So as you have experienced, these are not beings to be afraid of and they do interact with you if you like. But for the most part, right now, to answer your question specifically, they are observing you and they mean you no harm. Beautiful. They are observing you, Randy. They are watching. Okay, Lois. Lois has a question. Was I involved with the fall of Lemuria? I seem to have a lot of trauma in my past that continues to affect my health. This is Raphael. The trauma you carry with you is from birth in this lifetime primarily. Uh, You were not in Lemuria during the fall, although you have interacted with Lemurians in other lifetimes. You were another race at that time. Uh, To address not recurring these patterns of uh, grief and fear, It would be good to go into a regression session with someone you trust to the birth in this lifetime in order to release that pain and fear completely, to understand that you have been safely born in this lifetime and it is okay to let go of that now. Uh, You no longer need to repeat uh, that striving. Okay. Beautiful. Thank you so much for that. Okay. If any of our listeners on the phone would like to ask a question, we can take one question for Adria. Star 2 allows you to raise your hand, and you can ask a question. And, of course, you can chat it in over the chat line. Let's talk a little bit about your special offer, Adria, and how people can work with you. You do personal sessions, and it could be a short half-hour session or an hour session. And what do you find goes on in these sessions? How does it help people? It's very similar to um, what we've just done here with a little bit of question answer. So, it will start with your question or maybe there's some area of your life you want to focus on. And the angels bring uh, a different, wider perspective. So sometimes, as we've seen, it goes back to past lifetimes uh, or sometimes um, they have more information to share about people you're interacting with in your life now and why things are kind of playing out the way they are. There might be some other pieces to the puzzle that help you understand what's going on. And also there might be other personal guides there um, around you. So uh, although I don't channel Lemurians for personal 
uh, sessions. The loophole is if you happen to have a Lemurian as your personal guide, then <laughs> we can channel that Lemurian. Then you will. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's rare, but that that could happen. Um, yeah, so certainly the, the archangels are there most commonly. Uh, Raphael speaks as well as uh, Gabriel, Uriel, and Michael. And sometimes your personal angels or guides, which might be different planetary beings or, um, you know, other kind of interdimensional beings. Have you ever been surprised by what you see uh, from beings from other planets? Does that personally surprise Adria? From what, for what I see? Yeah. I mean, unusual if, you know, maybe you're not aware of certain things and you're like, oh, here's the being. Yeah. And I think there's so many. I've heard there's something like 900 different species around us right now. And as you heard on that Uh, answer, I think it's just a lot of curiosity. Um, Wow. You know, sometimes I laugh if I think I'm alone or something because I think there's literally like thousands beings just around watching you know they, this is such an amazing so we're not time alone. right now it's oh. so amazing and and because of the transformation that's already happened you know for the most part these are beings who are really really either neutral or just want our highest good and are here to give good advice and uh, it is surprising and delightful you know to sort of perceive fairies and trolls and um, different planetary beings and how they're here um to help us and um you know even the animals around us in the physical world i've been really surprised how much uh cats know for example it appears that a lot of cats can see the future i didn't know that till recently so oh, really? the animals around us can offer more um awareness to what's going on right now and they play a role in in helping us also it's pretty extraordinary how much help we have kind of surround sound right now (laughs) wow that's really interesting cats can see the future that makes so much sense recently a friend of mine her cat of 20 years was transitioning off the planet i did not know this but my cat um like within this 24 hour period before i heard from my friend my cat got up and was laying on me and just looking at me intensely in the eyes and she never looks at me in the eyes and I just paid attention to that and then I got a phone call from my friend and my friend said this story about what was going on with her cat and so we just um I told her you know move your cat into a a really kind of a safe quiet space maybe a closet or somewhere in a box or in a bed or uh, somewhere in a nice secluded place and she goes oh that's my bathroom so it was like that information had to go to her to assist the cat and then right after that the cat was very happy and made the transition (laughs) and so then I look back in hindsight and it's like wow my cat was so that's very interesting we just have to pay attention Right? Pay attention. Yes, yes. Oh, my goodness. Well, <laughs> let's go to a caller. We have uh, we have Olha on the line. Olha, hello. 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 Kasana. Is it Olha? <laughs> yes, it's me. Hi. Hi. 
What's your question for Adrian? What's my question? I don't have a defined question. I just would like to know if um, any angel have a uh, can uh, can tell me what is my sort of most important step because I don't know which direction even to look. I'm happy in my life. I cannot say I'm uh, miserable or anything, but I'm think I'm full of uh, full of something I still can do and. I'm stuck. Yes, this is Angel Raphael. Many of you, thank you for asking this question. You were prompted to do so despite your shyness because many, many of you are having the same question right now, which is, what do I do now? Uh, Things don't seem so clear. I've been so driven my whole lifetime until now. And now I feel a little floaty. I feel a little bit like I don't know which direction to turn next. So, yes, you are perceiving accurately where you are. There was a great, great push on the planet of light workers and others, whatever you call yourselves, those who wished to uh, attain enlightenment for themselves or for other beings this great push over many lifetimes to get over this cliff of uh, slavery and so forth to change the energies quite dramatically on this plane of existence. And that has been done. So having been warriors in one sense or another, spiritual warriors, light workers, those who were pushing an agenda quite strongly of light, bringing light into dark places, now your work in a sense is done. So after having followed that impetus for lifetimes, there can be a feeling of a bit of a loss of direction just in this moment. Uh, What do I do now, (laughs) now that the battle is won? So for you and for those others who uh, understand this feeling at this moment in time or that will come to feel this in the next year or so, Understand that there is very little to be done at this moment. Uh, Perceiving your own light, celebrating what has happened on earth. Uh, Yes, we can echo what the Lemurians say about this. It is time to perceive the light that is here already and relax into your own light. It is not a time so much of striving or moving forward. After a time of some rest, there might be some other things you want to accomplish or do, but it will be very different now. It is within the play field of your existence. It is because of this impetus to play or sometimes heal or help others, but not so much as in the past, this drive to life purpose, to accomplishing some goal for the great goal of many lifetimes has just been achieved. So we are now, uh, humans are now catching up to that fact and will slowly and (laughs) gently and abruptly for some begin to realize what has happened, how different your world truly is now, and then you can simply celebrate for a little while and not worry so much about needing to accomplish something or be something. Thank you. So 
so I should not worry about I'm doing nothing. Oh. <laughs> yes. It's, it's a strange it's, feeling. It's, I was always busy, too busy, and now I'm just hanging out. <laughs> Hang out, sister. Right? Yes. <laughs> just showing up and asking that question speaks volumes and is the work itself. <laughs> Okay, so I don't need to get in any war. <laughs> it's few, still few wars around in the world. Nope. Don't you don't have to like join in. The right. <laughs> uh, okay, well, thank you very much. Beautiful. I'm going to celebrate. You're welcome. Yay! <laughs> yes, <Good>. celebrate. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much, Ola. Okay, thanks, Lara. Thank you. Thanks. For those wow. of you who want to um, read more about this, uh, there was a um, I was at a group channeling uh, a few weeks ago, and a longer message about this sort of end of slave, end of imprisonment uh, moment <laughs> uh, mm -hmm. was shared, and I did put out um, a good chunk of it on my blog, which is free, uh, wingsound.com. And I'll I'll be transcribing more of that. But I was so happy to hear that message personally because I was feeling very out of sorts. <laughs> I I don't understand. Nothing's going on, and there's nothing really to do. <laughs> it's a very kind of disconcerting feeling after you're used to striving for so long, you know, and having something to battle against. So. Well, uh huh. It is time to have very fun. Time. Uh huh. Hallelujah. Yeah. Right. Hallelujah. Yeah. And and that energy that we hold then is really how we change our world. It's the return to love. And so that's what the Lemurians are sharing with us, asking us to take it higher than ever before. And it's just beautiful. So Adria. That wraps up our show for today. I want to thank you for being here and sharing this information and sharing your story about the Lemurians and the message of us no longer being in that lack consciousness, returning to the love and, and sharing. And I know I'm not the only one that's going to go clo clean out some of my closets right now, right? <laughs> Let's get rid of some of the feeling. stuff we're not using. <laughs> I've and been actually, doing it. Oh my gosh. lots of closets. It doesn't even have to be clothes. It could be stuff we've stuffed away, right? If we if we yeah. haven't used it in a while, share it with others. Yes. That's a good awesome. feeling. Yeah. Well, thank you, Lorraine, for sharing your light and having so many uh, great beings on your uh, program. Thank you. Well, thank you, too, for being here and sharing your light. And as we wrap up our call, I just want to give you a moment to top it off with anything that might come, maybe a message from the archangels. I don't feel any other message uh, coming in from them, but I think just to summarize would be to to know for any of you listening, you know, here in this moment or in the future. If you're on this call, it might just be because you wanted to hear that uh, it's time to celebrate. <laughs> yeah. you, achieved, you achieved what you were seeking, and it's okay to just enjoy it and perceive the light that's there. And don't get caught up in 
other people's understanding about what's happening on the planet right now. It's really a falsehood. <laughs> and it's okay to enjoy the light that you're in. Enjoy the light that we're in. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Adria, Windhorse, Esther Boo. Yay. <laughs> this has been a beautiful quantum conversation and a beautiful remembrance as well. Thank you, thank you, thank you for this beautiful, pristine energy. Thanks, Adria. Thank you, Lorraine, and thank you to everyone who joined us energetically and for your questions. Yes, thank you. Thanks so much. Namaste. And now it is time to dance our way to the cosmic heart. Let's just have fun and celebrate. quantum conversation and thank you for dancing with us to the cosmic heart as we raise our own vibration we raise the vibration of the planet this show is dedicated to you and all awakening hearts as we are here to shine our bright light 
and amplify our love. Access all Quantum Conversations, special offers from our guests, and online healing retreats by visiting AcousticHealth.com. I'm Loren Gailey, and from my sacred heart to yours, I honor your magnificent love and light. We leave you now with music from the universe. Music literally created by the universe as musical notes were assigned to mathematical equations. The result is this beautiful music available at AcousticHealth.com. Namaste. The conference is now completed. Goodbye.